Merry Christmas from our back porch. Thank you so much for joining us. If you are watching us on Facebook, would you just reach over and touch the share button? It's so simple. Would you do that so other people could view? And if you are listening to us via podcast, it would be awesome if you would subscribe to our podcast. Those are the ways that you help us spread the word and the message of prayer from the back porch. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, I'm just going to say, have you experienced any holiday craziness so far? I know it's early, but it can happen. Have you had a moment? Maybe you worked on your list, your task list, and you had that moment of, oh my goodness, how am I going to complete all of this? Uh, Well, I had one of those moments this weekend on the day after Thanksgiving. I love decorating I love lots of lights. I love sentimental ornaments on my Christmas tree. I love all things that declare the joy of this season. But we had a Christmas tree crisis. And so, therefore, we lost a whole day of decorating. And I found myself all anxious and about to fall into that pit of holiday despair because I didn't know how we would make up that day and then I sat down later in that day to begin to prepare for our time here on the back porch this week and why was I convicted I was convicted that something so small as a Christmas tree in the whole big picture I it nearly stole my joy in the very earliest moments of the holidays, I was, I was sad that I had let that happen. And so it's just a, it's really just an example of how quickly you can crash and burn in the holidays. So would you determine with me and with Tanya that we're going to do things differently this year? Um, would you join me in just making the choice each day? to spend a few minutes focusing on Jesus, just allowing our hearts to reset and recenter as we consider the Christ of Christmas, the reason for this season. I will tell you that I believe it will change our hearts as we look at the gift of God's Son that He sent for us, and it will change our minds I believe that the Holy Spirit then has the opportunity to calm us and to direct us and even to help us know, like in my moment of craziness, what's important and what's not important. So we hope that you will make that choice with us. And maybe Advent Moments is just the thing you need to help you reset the beginning of your day. Each day we are recording these Uh, video devotionals at 7 a.m. Monday through Friday on our M1 Freedom Prayer Facebook page. And if you are able to join us live, we'd love to see you there. Send us some comments, some likes, some shares, all those fun things. But if you aren't able to be there live, you can always go back and rewatch it. Either way, we just hope that you will spend a few minutes each day unwrapping these names of Jesus with us. So this season, this Advent season, right here on the Prayer from the Back Porch 
sessions that we're doing, we want to take the time of Advent to focus on reading scripture, guided prayer, and then throwing in a little bit of music um, to go along with that. So I am now going to slowly read John chapter 1 verses 1 through 18. And as I read this passage, would you just allow the word of God to settle over you? Um, would you allow the word to make you new? The message of God's word is powerful and it can change us. And then would you just sit and listen and allow the Holy Spirit to apply his word to your heart and mind. So I am now reading from God's word, the book of John chapter one. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God and God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everyone that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Praise God. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, he was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave them the right to become the children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to cr through the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when I said, Someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. From his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart, and he revealed God to us. So now we will take time to meditate on three aspects of this passage. I will read a portion of the scripture that Cindy just read, and then a short statement that's written in the first person for each of us to declare over ourselves. Then we'll pause for just a, a few seconds to, for you to sit with this truth and to think about what it means for you and how it applies to you. So first is the eternal. It says, in the beginning, the word already existed. 
The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. Because I have received Jesus Christ into my life, I share in His eternal life now and forever. This changes everything for me. So take a minute to think about that and then repeat those words. This changes everything for me. Next is the Creator. God created everything through Him and nothing was created except through Him. Because I have received Jesus into my life, I have the Creator and Sustainer of the universe watching over every detail of my existence. My life has new meaning and direction because He who created the universe is in control. This changes everything for me. Think about that and repeat that. And then life and light. It says, the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. Because I have received Jesus into my life, I have the illumination of the Holy Spirit to guide me in the daily decisions of my life. The radiance and glory of God now reside in my life to give light to a dark world. And this changes everything for me. Take a minute to think on that and repeat those words to yourself. Pray with me. Father, may we hold on to the truth of your word, allowing it to make us new. I pray that as we declared, this changes everything for me, it would be truth for us as we walk through this season of Advent, celebrating the gift of Jesus who has changed everything for us. Amen. Amen. Well, Advent is a season of preparation preparing for all the ways that we will celebrate Jesus, who is God's redemption plan for us. So think of it this way. We celebrate the past. We celebrate the arrival of Jesus as a helpless baby, God's gift to us. But we also celebrate the present, the presence of Jesus in us and among us. We can celebrate that through the gift of his Holy Spirit. And then we celebrate the future because we are looking with anticipation to Christ's second coming to set up his kingdom on this earth. Advent is also a season of waiting. Advent takes us back to the children of Israel in the days of Isaiah and the other prophets. The children of Israel were longing and crying out to God for the promised Messiah. They were looking for a ruler who would come and make everything right. They waited for hundreds of years for the Messiah. Isaiah has been called the prophet of the good news, and that is because he foresaw and recorded the mission of the Messiah like no other prophet. He spoke in details about the coming of the Son of God and he spoke vividly describing the cross and the sufferings of our Messiah. Isaiah was a strong and courageous man of God, fearlessly proclaiming God's word. So in the first half of the book of Isaiah, he is confronting God's people with their addiction to sin and the destruction that would come upon them if they did not turn to him and repent. But the last half, 
of Isaiah, the last 27 chapters of Isaiah are filled with consolation and hope as Isaiah unfolds God's promise of future blessings through his Messiah. So if you listen to that message in relation to yourself, the words are clear, return to me, repent of your sin, and allow him to make you new. Trusting in God's redemption through Jesus Christ. And then we rejoice in that, in our restoration to the Father. Our Savior has come, and he is coming again. So our prayer is through that through Advent moments, daily Advent moments, and weekly prayer from the back porch, that together with great intention, our hearts would be prepared for the Christ of Christmas. During this first week of Advent, we, we speak of hope. We focus on hope. The Messiah has come as Jesus. He is our hope to save us from the power of sin and to restore us to the Father. So listen to the words of Isaiah as he speaks prophetic words of a coming Messiah. You're gonna start in chapter nine, verse two. It says, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Amen. The children of Israel struggled with their hoping and waiting on God's promised Messiah. But we today can live in hope because Jesus, our Messiah, came to earth, fulfilled his mission, and he gave his very life so that we could accept the gift of salvation. And though today it seems that evil abounds and that sometimes all seems lost, we also live in the hope that the prophecies of Jesus' second arrival to earth will soon be fulfilled. Christians often confuse the word hope for wishful thinking. If we hope for something to happen, we really have no control over whether that will happen or not. But biblical hope is so different. Hope in the Bible is a secure assurance. It is placing our trust in a trustworthy God. God has not failed us in the past, so therefore, if he claims to do something for us in the future, 
we can have that assurance that he will fulfill that claim. Hope waits and hope endures. It isn't flimsy and it's not wishful thinking. It can withstand fire and trials and despair. Hope is important. It's what holds us together during hard times, during uncertain times, during times of sickness or loss or grief. Hope offers us security that God is with us, though we can't see him. He has given us a promise that one day we will come face to face with him. But until that day, we stand firm in the hope that Jesus gives us through his Holy Spirit. The spirit that is moving in us and among us and is enabling us to live in the power, the resurrection power of Jesus. Listen to these words from Isaiah 40, 31. They are probably familiar to you. But it says, those who hope, or translated in other versions, wait, those who hope or wait in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. Don't miss that. Those who wait or hope in Christ will have their strength renewed and they will soar on wings like Jesus. Our hope is Jesus. So we ask you today, if you will just settle yourself, and would you join us in an Advent prayer of hope? So during this prayer, Tanya and I will take turns praying, and we will pause. We will take moments of pause so that you could reflect that prayer from your heart to the heart of God. So would you pray with us? Heavenly Father, Advent is a time for remembering and reflecting on the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that you will turn our hearts toward you during this Christmas season. get caught up in the craziness of the season and miss the opportunity to celebrate the gifts of hope, peace, joy, and love that you sent to us and your son, Jesus, mm -hmm. on that first Christmas. Every word in scripture points to the gift of hope that we have because of Christ Jesus. The Christmas story wasn't the beginning of that message of hope. You, you made a plan to redeem us from the beginning of time, from the fall of man. It has always been your desire to redeem us and restore us to a relationship with you. 
Thank you for loving us always. Father, we begin to see and understand the depth of your love for us when we read the story of Jesus' birth. Removed by your plan to birth your son into a tribe that was small in a city that was poor, you didn't send him to be birthed in a palace among the wealthy, but our King of kings and Lord of lords was born among shepherds and livestock in a barn, among ordinary people just like us. Thank you for your desire to call us your children, even though we are just ordinary people. Father, help us to know that you are with us. Mm And that there is nothing in our lives that's too difficult or too messy for you. Just as you invited the shepherds straight from the fields where they tended their sheep to come and worship your son, Jesus, you invite us to come just as we are. Jesus came to give us the gift of eternal life through the salvation that only you, our Heavenly Father, can give when we believe in your Son, repent of our sins, and confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We pray for all to come to you believing in your gift of salvation. That first Christmas, you gave us the gift of hope, wrapped in torn cloths and laid in a manger. Thank you, Father, for your immeasurable gift. It is in the precious name of your Son, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him this week. Have a blessed week.